Thank you so much for being here today. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want to begin to share with you the beginning of, of a new, new uh, not just series, but a new church emphasis for us. Father, today we thank you for the word of the Lord. Everybody just stop and say, thank you for your word today, Lord. Lord, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let it transform and change our lives today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. This morning, as you're turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, I'll read it in a moment. We begin a church-wide emphasis called step it up. Everybody say step it up. I know you've probably used that statement before. If you're a, if you're the boss of any employees or, or the teacher of any children or, or whatever, at some point, some way, you may have used this phrase on some level, some, some, some kind of, uh, uh, thought along these lines. Man, we need to step it up around here. Somebody tell somebody, look them, look them in the old eyeball and say, we need to step it up around here. Amen. We need to step it up. Uh, and, uh, so, I believe our church family is at a place where we need to step it up. Everybody say step it up. Let me read this verse for you. I'm going to use it as our launching pad. Uh, and I could talk a whole long time about this right here. Uh, but let's just begin in verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Somebody say liberty. So we have the Spirit of the Lord here today. There's liberty. But we all, everyone say, but we all. Let me pause. You look up at me for a moment. The church in Corinth had issues. How many of you know everybody has issues? In fact, the first Corinthians letter that Paul wrote was a letter really of correction. In a lot of ways, correcting them. They had gotten off into false teaching and there was a lot of issues, a lot of, and, and even they lived in a, in an arena in an area of immorality in that culture that they lived in. And so they had a lot of issues and they were, they had fallen prey to false doctrines and, and begun to reject Paul's leadership and his influence in their life. And, and so he sends Titus, uh, uh, uh between first and second Corinthians, uh, those two letters. He sends Titus to the Corinthian church to kind of bring some correction, maybe bring some order and bring maybe even a rebuke. And, uh, and over the course of time, I'm not sure the exact timetable, uh, the church began to get it. They began to Step it up. Thank you. I was waiting for somebody to kick in gear there. They began to step it up. They began to realize we better step it up around here. And so Paul's letter, second letter, is really a letter of congratulations, a letter of thanks, and a, an affirmation of his leadership in their life. Uh, and so you find this. Uh, uh, so when he says, but we all, he's, I'm telling you, Paul is thrilled with the progress of this church. They stepped it up. They responded to his leadership. They responded to his letter of correction. They responded to Titus, uh, who ministered to them, uh, and they began to step it up. And so when he says, but we all with unveiled face, man, he is thrilled. Somebody take your hands like this. Come on, get you. I want, I'll turn y'all all into preachers here in a minute. Everybody get your hands up and go say, he was thrilled. He was thrilled. Uh, how many of you talk with your hands? Yeah, it helps. Amen. He was thrilled by what he was about to say, by the progress that he saw and the testimony that he heard, how they had responded well and how they had stepped it up. And he says, but the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, 
with unveiled face. He's referencing the veil that Moses had to put on his face because of the glory of God on him when he came down off the mountain. He was so overwhelmed with the glory of God, they had to put a veil because people couldn't stand to see that. I mean, it was so bright. I can't understand that. And Paul had in this chapter explained that, that even that glory of the old days, uh, where we are today is more glorious than that day. Uh, And he said, we all now with unveiled face, in other words, we come right into the presence of God. And if I had time, Old Testament, only the priest could go into the presence of God. And there was a veil between the presence of God and the people because the people could not stand in the presence of God. But he says, but now, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Everybody say the glory of the Lord. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Somebody say changed. That's what transformed means. In fact, the Greek word there for transformed, uh, it's where we get the, the word about uh, metamorphosis, where the, where the little ugly, uh, uh, you know, wiggly worm or squirm worm turns into from the co- co- cocoon becomes a beautiful what? Butterfly. That's the picture of metamorphosis. And so Paul the Apostle uses that description when we get into the presence of God and we look at Him and we begin to draw near to Him. We all together, we begin to behold the glory and the beauty of the Lord. Uh, it brings a transformation. We are being transformed into the same image. How many of you know we're not there yet, but one day we will be like Him? When we see him, the Bible says we'll be just like him, uh, not not in in physical uh, stature, but in every way, just like him from the from a spiritual standpoint. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. I would say glory to glory, and then he goes. He finishes that thought just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, you see, you get in His presence, things begin to change. Amen. You begin to behold him. You get right into the presence. You don't, hey, there's no more veil. You can walk right into his presence. Hebrews says you can come boldly before the throne room of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help you in time of need. And Paul tells this church, listen, uh, the old, hey, that old methodology is gone. We can come right into his presence and we can behold him and, and we can come, no more veil between us and him. And when we get into his presence and begin to behold him and see him and, 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 embrace him for who he is the holy spirit begins to go to work in our life and begins to change things in our life and transform us uh, into his image how many of you like that news that's good news amen now here's where i want to use this scripture and step it up it says that when we do that we move if you will in fact it says this it says now the lord uh, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory i would say glory to glory there's a lot of ways to say that but here's a good way you can understand it we move from level to level everybody say level to level how many of you know where you are right now now is not where god wants you to stay how many of you appreciate the fact that he brought you here and, and you're here right here. Wherever you are, here you are. Here's the level. Here's where you are with him. Whatever level you come and, and wherever you're at in life and wherever we are right now, this is where we are. But God doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us, the more we get to know him, to move from, somebody say level to level. 
level to level. He wants us to move up closer and nearer and step up closer to him and become more, step it up. Everybody say step it up. So with that in mind, let me just kind of, let's, let's talk about what step it up means for us as a church family, because we're at a place as a church family where we need to step it up. Uh, we talked about this, uh, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. We did. Yes. Uh, Wednesday night we had a family fellowship. We talked, I asked them, what does it mean to you to step it up? And here's some of the thoughts that we came up with to step it up means to advance, to increase the intensity of something. To rise to a new challenge, to lift to another level, to advance. Somebody say to advance. Amen. I hit that for me unless you're stuck there. Here we go. To advance, to increase the intensity of something, to rise to a challenge, to lift to another level. And could I say to you as a church family, that's where we are right now. That God is looking to us. In fact, we talked about where we are as a church family a few weeks ago that we're at a defining moment. We're at a moment where we have no option, but to everyone say, step it up. We've got to advance. And as a church family, as the kingdom of God, we can't sit, soak, and sour. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't just sit, soak, and sour. If you just sit and soak, you'll sour. God didn't mean us, keep us to stay right here spiritually in this same place doing the same old thing, somehow expecting a different result. Uh, he wants us to advance, to increase the intensity of something. I love what Pastor Sonny said last week. He said, we need to refocus on the power of prayer in our life. What was he saying? We need to step it up. He said, we need to refocus on praise and worship. Uh, he, what was he saying? We need to step it up. He said, we need to refocus on people because people, uh, hey, we're in the people business and God wants us to step it up when it comes to people, to advance, to increase the intensity of something, to rise to, another, to the challenge, to lift to another level. And I'm telling you, the future that we have before us is exciting. It's, it, it's thrilling. But I want to tell you, in order to get where God wants us to be, we need to do what? Step it up. And that begins with each of us. That begins with me. Beverly and I, we were driving in this morning. We actually drove to church today. As most of you know, for the past seven months or eight months, we've been walking to church, not because uh, we didn't have a car, but because we lived right out here in the camper. Uh, but we've been delivered from the camper and we drove to church today. We had about a 20-minute drive and we prayed the whole way. And we were praying. We said, God, just help us personally step it up in our own life. Let, let us uh, advance. Let us increase the intensity. You see, I've, I've just, uh, I, I'm, I'm realizing something that, that my life, I don't want to be morbid here this morning, but I just came from a funeral where someone who younger than me passed from this life. I'm realizing we don't have much time left. I'm 60 years old. Uh, I may be, I may be on the last quarter of life. Who knows? Uh, I may be on the last third of life, but I, I know this, that I'm more than halfway. If I, hey, if I'm less than halfway, man, y'all start calling me Moses or something. If I'm going to live to 120, I know that I've got, we don't have much time left and we need to step it up. I'm not, hey, I'm not ready to vacate. I'm not ready to kick back. I'm not ready to relax. I'm not ready to retire. I'm not ready to give up. I'm not ready to roll over. I'm just getting started. In the latter years of my life are going to be greater than the former. I'm going to give the devil more hell than he ever gave anybody else. I'm going to get more for heaven and less for hell. Come on. We got to step it up around here. Amen. That's me. And we've been praying that and we were asking God and I want you to go along with me. Something interesting happened, kind of came to my 
uh, remembrance, Beverly, as we were talking about this yesterday, I think, on our way back into town. Man, we drove five hours. I tell you what, it's, it's, I just, whoo, that's a long way after you've had a big day. And so we're nodding out and trying to stay awake. And, and she said, didn't you preach something like this this year? I said, no. And she said, well, and we started talking. I said, well, what are you talking? Then she said, oh, I remember it was raise the bar. How many of you remember raise the bar? You know when we started the, influ- uh, the, the, the church-wide uh, emphasis called Raise the Bar? The 1st of September of last year. And it's like the Lord in, the, in this fall season, He's saying, you got to step it up. you got to raise the bar. And I realized, man, that's, and, and I didn't go back and look at any of that, but I realized, you know, God must be trying to get our attention around here. He wants us to step it up. We come to our at church anniversary and he starts saying, hey, it's time to step it up to another level. And so Church on the Rock has been called. In fact, let me just remind you about some things because some of you haven't been here and some of you, first time you've been here, you know, as we, as we moved closer to our church anniversary, a few months ago, we began to pray and we started an emphasis called let us pray. Everyone say, let us pray. It should be more than just something you say at the dinner table. It should be something you practice in your life. You know, oh, we have question marks about what we need to do. Well, let us pray. Everybody say, let us pray because he hears our prayers. Amen. Let us pray. And so that church-wide emphasis and from that, we began to pray and I began to pray. I hope you began to pray. And as I began to pray, God gave me four prayer directives over our church family that as we began to pray, I began to realize these are not just prayer directives. This is the direction and the fresh visionary directive for our church uh, for, for, I just threw this out for the next 10 years, at least, I think I can make it to 70. Uh, you know, Hey, I'm going to press forward. I'm not backing up. I'm pressing forward. I'm hopefully stepping up and here's, here they are. Okay. This, this prayer directive, this visionary directive that came to us. And it really was a call from God to do what? To step it up. Here it is. We're called to what? Gather. We're called to what? Grow. We're called to what? And we're called to what? Go. These four thoughts were called together. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. What's he saying? we got to step it up. And oh, Beverly and I were this morning, we were praying, God, gather people, not just to this service, but to this church family. Call people, gather people from the north, south, east, and west so we can come together and gather together. And then we can grow together. The Bible teaches us that we we need to desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. We're called to gather, we're called to grow, and then we're called to give. You know, Jesus, the Bible says about him, it says that he didn't come to be served, but to serve and do what? Give his life a ransom for many. And so we're called to give of ourselves. And I'm, I'm praying that this new season, when we step it up, we'll step it up in a whole new level of giving, not only just our resources, but of our lives and our, you know, as our founding fathers said, our, our lives, our futures and our sacred, our fortunes and our sacred honor. We're giving it all. We're laying it all on the line. We're stepping up. This is our, this is our defining moment and we're going to give all that we have for him. And then we're called to go. Jesus said this concerning all of our future. He said, go into all the world. Everybody say go. See, every morning you go out into the world. You have a mission field. 
If we can get that in our heart and become the DNA of our heart that, that we are God's ambassadors, we are God's missionaries to a world that so desperately needs Christ and we'll step it up in these four areas. I'm going to step it up in my commitment not only to Christ but his church and I'm going to realize that it's important to be here. I'm going to gather together and we're going to come together and we're going to grow together. I'm going to be here as much as I can on Wednesday night so we can grow together. Listen, the beginning this Wednesday night, I'm going to begin some some in-depth teaching on stepping it up spiritually in different areas of our life, stepping up. One thing that keeps ringing around in my spirit is stepping up with your leadership potential and begin to lead in this world instead of just be a follower. We follow Christ, but we lead others to Christ. Uh, and so this Wednesday night, we're going to be studying the word of God and we're going to be stepping it up in our spiritual growth. And I want you to be here. I want you to bring your friends here. We sing one song, worship the Lord a little bit, and we began to study the word of God together along with the children. And, and, and so we're studying, we're growing together. And so I'm praying that we would step it up. And we would step it up in every area of our life. Somebody say it's time to step it up. Amen. So with that in mind this morning, as I, I'm really here's what I'm doing today. I'm just priming the pump for you. Anybody ever had to pump, ever had to hand pump some water? I don't know. That's that's foreign to most people, but you know, you remember the and, and you got to get that thing primed. If you don't get it primed, you know, we in the water well ministry, we there's some things that you have to have right in order for that pump to prime and and you think you got the pump set all right and it's not it's not pumping water oh it's not getting prime it's not priming up it's not charging up and uh, and so I came today just to kind of prime the pump for you and to get you to a place and something on the inside of you that especially all this week hey it's a holiday weekend and you made it give somebody a high five I mean I'm glad you made it on the holiday weekend whoo amen hey and I bless everybody who's out vacant and having fun. Uh, they get a grace card from me. No problem with me on that as long as they get back here next Sunday and bring double tithe. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Listen, when you're on vacation, you don't get vacay from tithe, do you? Well, that went over a little. Somebody said, well, I thought that's what you paid your vacation with. No, you'd be a robber of God. Okay, I just thought you need to know that. All right, here we go. And, and so, so it, we got to step it up. I'm just priming the pump. And so, uh, here's where I want to go this morning. To advance, to increase the intensity of something, to rise to the challenge or lift to another level, to step it up, we're going to require us to take some preliminary and preparatory steps to ready ourselves to step it up. Before you can just start stepping it up, there's some things you and I need to step into and step out of and some steps we need to take, some preliminary and preparatory steps to step it up. Let me give you an illustration. If you came to the place, if you come to the place the first of the year and say, man, I need to step it up with my physical health. I need to lose some weight. I need to get strong. I need to pump it up. I need to build up my body. I need to... How many of you know you don't just start, you don't just go to the gym and immediately just... Start hammering away. There's some things you need to, some steps you need to take to begin to step it up before you really can lift to another level. There's some preparatory things. You got to kind of change the way you think. You got some things you got to do in order to step it up. There's some things you got to do to stabilize you and prep you for this next level. Because how many of you know different levels are different devils? 
You got that? Man, you step it up a level, there may be a different devil you never dealt with before. Uh, Thursday, Beverly and I, we left and went up to the lake house to mow and, and do some work there before we went over to Dallas to the visitation on Friday and then the funeral on Saturday. Uh, and so uh, I got everything mowed and then I had some things. And I want, we have a deer feeder down there for the guests who come and we want the deer to come. And so Beverly and I had seen that uh, uh, Thursday uh, morning, uh, well, Thursday early in the afternoon, uh, we saw some uh, deer came across, but there wasn't, wasn't any food. And I said, I need to go get some corn for the deer. So I went and got some corn for the deer. But it's up on this big tripod stand, and you, I've got this rather rickety ladder that's a little aluminum fold-out ladder. That uh, So I pulled down there with, the, with four bags of 50-pound bag corn. I set up this ladder, and man, it's a little rickety, and the ground's a little unstable, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm setting this ladder here. I think I got it, and, and, uh, and, and then I open up a 50-pound sack of corn, and I'm getting up there, and then all of a sudden I start feeling very uncomfortable. And I think, my wife's not even on the back porch. If I fell off this thing... And hurt myself. I, and so I backed away and I said, I think I need to stabilize some things before I do this. Because I realize in my older years, I need to do some things in order before I do some things. I got to prep, prepare. So I did. I got a little more prepared and I, I got it better and I took a better. And then I began to slowly step up and I, I did it four times, all without incident. Somebody say, praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. But I realized some things about stepping it up. There's some things I need to look at, some areas I need to stabilize in, 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 in and around me. The ground was unlevel, and I need to make sure that before I start stepping up, I'm ready to step up. Are you getting the thought with me this morning? So with that in mind, I want to give you just very quick. This is, this is simple. These are some simple thoughts, and some of them are kind of overlapping. But what I'm doing this morning is simply, what am I doing? I'm Priming the pump in you that when you leave here and when you go home and when you wake up in the mornings, you hear Pastor Sam going, we got to step it up around here. we got to increase the intensity of something. We've got to advance something. we got to rise to the challenge. we got to lift it to another level. It's time to step it up. And he shared some things that yesterday, this is what you need to go over your head, that I need to really step into in order to step it up. So here's some seven stabilizing steps towards stepping up. Whoo, that's a mouthful, mouthful. Everyone say, seven stabilizing steps to stepping it up. There you go. It's simple this morning. I won't elaborate in depth. Uh, but let me just say, as you begin to step up, you can't be haphazard. You can't be careless. You've got to be strategic. You've got to be careful. When you think about your own life, you can't live life haphazardly. You can't live life, okay, sirrah, sirrah, what comes may, what may come will come, and just, you know, do da dee, do da day, you know, just kind of let it come as it goes and go as it comes. You, we gotta, hey, if you're gonna step it up, you gotta really step it up. You can't just kind of be hap, you can't be haphazard. And as I set that ladder up to prepare myself, uh, you know, as I began to climb the ladder, I realized, you know, if I fall, this whole deer feeder is gonna fall, and it's gonna be painful, it's gonna hurt, and my wife 
wife's not even around, and, and I, do I even have my cell phone? Call 911, I don't know. Uh, so I had to realize, man, I, I can't be haphazard here. I can't just go dashing up the ladder with 50 pounds of corn and, 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 and expect to be able to accomplish the task. I gotta be strategic. I have to be careful. Some people don't live a careful life. They live a careless life. You can't be careless in the call of God. And as a church family, we can't be careless and just start trying to, you know, bulldog our way through life without readying ourselves for the next level that God has for us. So here they are. Step one, in order to step it up, you need to stabilize your spiritual life by stepping aside. You got to step aside. Everybody say step aside. What is that reference? It means to allow Jesus to take the lead and become the true Lord and leader of your life. You see, if you want to step it up in life, if you want to step it up with Christ, if you want to step it up in ministry, there's one thing, the first step you need to take before you start trying to step it up, you need to step aside and just make sure Jesus is in charge. Somebody say Jesus is in charge. And this morning, let me just stop and ponder here with you a moment. Some, and I've learned this through life in my years of ministry that there are people who come to church day in, day out, or they come here, they come there, they do this, they do that, and they maybe, they maybe do good things, they may help in church, they may teach a class every once in a while, they, they may show up every once in a while and do something positive, but in the reality, when you get right down to the reality of their life, they are not allowing Jesus to lead them day by day day. And I came to tell you this morning that if you're ever going to step it up in life, if you're ever going to really get to the place where Pastor Sonny said, where the palm, the hand of God is open to us and the provision and the blessing and the help of God is made manifest in our life in a whole new way, you've got to come to the place where you just say to him, as these baptismal candidates did, Jesus is now in charge of my life. I yield my life. Listen, your salvation has everything to do with the lordship of Jesus Christ. I've heard people say, if he's not Lord of all, he's really not Lord at all. And so the reality is, and listen to me, if you want to step it up in your spiritual journey, if something in you, you came here today hungry for something or needing something, listen, the provider, the provisionary hand of God is available to us. But listen, he provides for those who have yielded to, uh, the governance of God in their life to him. And so the pre preliminary preparatory step to stepping it up in life is step aside. I'm going to step aside. I'm not in charge. Jesus, you're in charge. I, I love what Jesus said to his disciples that, that were, I guess, potential disciples. And you read it in the Gospels. In fact, Peter, my hero, uh, he said to him in Luke 5, he said in other places, the other Gospels record it, uh, after they heard the ministry of Jesus and they were pricked in their heart and something in them says, we want him to be the Lord and the leader of their life. He said this statement to them. He said, just follow me. Somebody say, follow me. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What was he saying there in the context of this message today? He was saying to them, if you'll let me, if you'll step aside 
and let me be in charge and begin to lead you in every area of your life, not just in this area or that area, but be the Lord and the leader of every area of your life. If you'll step aside and you'll just start following me rather than living life on your terms and somehow expecting me to bless it, if you'll follow me, guess what will happen in your life? I'll be, That transformation process will begin in you. If you'll let me be the Lord and the leader of your life, I'm going to lift you to another level. You won't be just a fisher of fish, you're going to step it up, become a fisher of men. You get it? So we got to step aside and say, Jesus, be the Lord of all the kingdoms of my heart. I submit my life, my future to your governance and guidance. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. He said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. The first prayer after we praise him a little bit for being our heavenly father is we submit ourselves to the governor. We submit ourselves to the governance of God. We step aside. Somebody say step aside. You see, if you want to step it up, you got to step aside. Somebody say, tell somebody before you step it up, you better step aside. We got to step aside and let him be the Lord and the leader of our life. Number two, the second preliminary step, the second of seven is step on or step upon or step on. Let me, hey, what does that mean? It references taking authority over things that are hindering you from stepping up. You see, as a child of God, you have authority over the devil. How many of you know the devil uh, uh, is a slithering snake? And the Bible says that uh, he should be under our what? We should take authority. Listen, if you want to step it up, you not only need to step aside, but you've got to take a step on. Take authority over the things that are hindering you from stepping up. There's some spiritual forces of wickedness that are in the world. Listen to me carefully. The powers of darkness, the, 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 the kingdoms of darkness are trying to hinder the church from stepping it up. The devil doesn't want you to step up to another level. He for sure doesn't want you to increase the intensity of anything positive in your life. He doesn't want you to lift to another level. He doesn't want you to arise to the Holy Spirit's challenge in your life. He's trying to keep you from stepping it up. So if you're going to step it up, one of the things we began to do is identify those realities in our life, those spiritual forces of wickedness and realize that as a child of God, we have authority over them and we can put our foot on the devil's head and we can put our foot on the things that have hindered us. I don't know if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and and letting the devil uh, run roughshod over your life, but listen, it's time we take authority. Paul asked the Galatians who had gotten fouled up in their gospel and in their, in their, in the truth of God over their life. He said, you ran well. Now he's talking about their spiritual progress, how they were stepping it up and stepping forward and doing God. You ran well, but who hindered you? He asked them this question, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who got you off track and kept you from stepping it up, from running the race that God had? There's, a, there's something, there's someone, there's an influence that came upon you. You need to come to the place where you realize that that's what hindered me. That's the, 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 the influence that hindered and and began to take authority over that in Jesus' name. Some of you, listen, you have things in your life. Maybe it's fear, fear of the unknown. 
Fear of letting Jesus be Lord. Fear of laying it all down for him. Fear, you know, think about Peter when they left their nets and they followed Jesus. There could have been some apprehensions. Man, we're leaving our livelihood. We're leaving it all. You know, you gotta, you gotta take authority over those things. No, I'm not listening to that voice. I'm not listening to that influence. I'm stepping it up and I'm taking authority over this power, this spiritual force of wickedness. Even Paul confessed to the Thessalonians. He said, we wanted to come to you earlier, but Satan hindered us. And let me tell you something. When you start considering stepping it up, there's a lot of influences in life that are out there to hinder you, that want to keep you from stepping up to another level and moving from glory to glory and being transformed more into his image. And so, hey, you got to step aside. Everybody say, step aside. You got to step on. Everyone say, step on. And number three, you got to step away. Let me explain. We got to isolate and insulate ourselves from things that are keeping us from stepping it up. I remember Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. They're sisters. They both had different mindsets and motivations. Mary, when Jesus came, She sat at his feet and worshiped and listened to his teaching. But Martha, she was the worker. She was the worker bee. And while Jesus is trying to teach and and influence and help, she's busy. And Jesus, Jesus kind of busted her on it. He said, He said, Martha, you're too busy. All this busyness. You're just too busy. You you need to realize that you're so busy with all this busyness and all this service that you're missing. And he said this, he, he just, hey, very honest. Mary, your sister, she's chosen wisely. She's chosen the good part. She realized that she can't, at, there's sometimes when you got to step away from some things in order to focus your attention on the presence and the glory and the goodness of God. Hey, listen, before you can step it up, some of us need to step away. There's some things that have our attention. They may not be bad things. They may not be devils and hindering spirits like we talked about just a moment ago. They may be even good things. How many of you know it's good to serve, but if you spend all your time serving and it distracts you away from where God's trying to take you, you just get so busy about the work of the Lord, you forget the Lord of the work. You're in trouble. And it does us no good to serve, serve, serve and not take time like Mary did to step away from the busyness of life and draw near to Him in His presence and allow Him to work the transformation in our life. The the challenge of my life, especially over the past four months, when we began this process of renovating and remodeling this house was not to be so distracted. It's like I had two full-time jobs and, and there were times I, I don't know if you realize it or not, but there were some Sunday mornings I felt really unprepared. I felt really wore out. I felt really like I had, had, had not kept my focus right. I felt like Martha a little bit. I'd been so busy, uh, and, and I had missed the Mary, you know, of, uh, the moment of just spending time with God. And there's some Sunday mornings I just, Oh, Jesus, I need your mercy and grace 
grace to help me because I've not been, I have not attuned to myself. I've not stepped away. It's been hard to step away. And so one of my real focuses now that that season is over, I'm just going to spend more time. And as Pastor Sunday said, refocusing my prayer life, refocusing my worship unto God and just step away from those things that keep me from stepping it up. Everybody say step aside. Everybody say step on. Everyone say step away. And this is kind of like it, but a little different. It may mean something different to you. Preliminary stabilizing step. You may need to step down. Resign from some things that hinder your spiritual progress. It's kind of like the last one. But let me just say this. People get so committed to so many things that it's hard to keep the main thing the main thing. Now, God created us to commit. How many of you know that? We're covenant. God, He's a God of covenant. But listen, we can't make covenant with so many things that our covenant with God and His purpose goes undealt with and unattended un, un, uh, to. A couple of three or four years ago, I had, I had committed myself to many good things. And then one Sunday, I don't know, I, I've told you this before, one Sunday, one weekend, I wrote resignation letters to a number of organizations that, good organizations, some of missions organizations and things that I was responsible for. And I realized I was so spread out. I wasn't doing, you know, I was, uh, I, I just wasn't doing a good job with the main thing. And so I began to resign. I got all fired up. I actually wrote a resignation letter to your, to this church, but I never mailed that one. So I'm still here. Uh, so I, I knew where to stop. I said, Oh, I better stop right there. I'm going to dig myself into, into a hole here. But I realized there's some things I need some things I need to step down from there's some things I need to step away from there's some things that hey they may be good things but I need to just, I'm resigning you know what Peter did when Jesus said follow me and I'll make you fishers of men he stepped down from his responsibility uh, if he was the president of, of, of Sea of Galilee Fishing Company he resigned from it that day he stepped down from it he walked away he stepped away from it he stepped down I'm no longer a fisher of fish I'm, I'm I'm making a change in life. I love the story of the woman at the well. Remember the woman at the well in John 4? Jesus meets her at the well. He becomes prophetic over her life. She tries to be religious with him. She talks about our fathers worship this, that, that. And he just gets right to the chase. He speaks, he, he speaks right into her life. He says, bring your husband here. She says, well, I don't have a husband. He said, well, you said rightly, uh, uh, because you've had five husbands and she went oopsie daisy he knows my name he knows what's he said and then she said and the one you're living with right now you don't even have papers on him busted and when she began to realize that she's talking to the lord of lords and the king of kings she had her water pot how many of you know a water pot's an important part of life there's life in the water. She was at the well drawing water. That's an important part. But you know what she did? She left her water pot. The Bible says she left her water pot and ran back to town and told everybody, come see a man who told me all the things I've ever done. 
You see, she had choices that day. When she came in contact with the Lord of glory, she could have said, well, well, wait a minute. You know, I've got these responsibilities. You know, this water pot's important. And when I get my water duties done, then I'll go to work for you. Then I'll follow you. Then I'll step it up a notch. But no, she left her water pot. She resigned from that job that day at that moment in time. And ran back to town and became the first evangelist for that community. And the city came out, the community came out. And the Bible says for many days they heard the word of the Lord and people were born again. Because one little promiscuous woman came in contact with Jesus and was not afraid to leave it all and let it da- let it go and step down and say, you know what, I'm going to leave my water pot. It was a good thing for me to do, but I've got something better today. I'm stepping down. I'm resigning from those things that are hindering my spiritual pr- progress come on now that may be something to somebody it may be nothing to somebody but it might be the word of the lord for you today it might be one of the stabilizing steps that you and i may need to take in order to begin to step it up in our life we need to step aside let jesus be lord we need to step on those things that that are spiritual forces of wickedness that are hindering us and take authority over them we need to step away from things that are just busy us and keep us from stepping up we need to may need to step down resign ourselves from some lifestyles and methodologies and ways and means that have actually hindered us And then another stabilizing step, I'll say it this way, there's some things you need to step over. Because in the life towards, in the the journey towards stepping up, there are snares of the enemy. The Bible teaches over and over that we need to be watchful and careful. For the devil prowls prowls about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He lays snares. He lays traps. And we've got to be wise as a serpent and and, and harmless as a dove. But in this journey of stepping it up, we we need to realize that there are traps in life that we need to be wise and say, you know what? I'm not going there. That thing, last time I went there, I got trapped. The last time I bit that, it hurt. The last time I took partook of that it poisoned me i'm not i'm not putting myself in a place of letting the enemy invade my world i'm stepping aside i'm stepping down i'm stepping away and those traps of the enemy i'm stepping over them i'm not going to let those i'm not going to taint myself i'm not going to soil myself with the things of this life i'm stepping over it i'm not going in it i'm not i'm not muddy in the waters i'm going to just take authority over it and i'm going around it i'm going over it i'm stepping over this stuff this stuff is no good it's no bueno somebody say no bueno that's wisdom from god for all of us number six after you take time to step aside step on step away step down and step over there's some things you need to step into position yourself in the will of god and in the way of god i'm stepping into his presence I'm stepping into his purpose for my life. I'm being proactive. Listen, the, the, the destiny of God, of God over your life doesn't just happen. You got to step into it. You got to make some choices in life. Like Paul told the, the Corinthians, Hey, we all with one, with, with, uh, unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're stepping into his presence. We're, we're yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We're stepping into the word of God. We're stepping into the will of God. We're stepping into the ways of God. I'm moving. Hey, what did 
did the disciples have to do? They had to step into God's plan for their life. They had to say yes to the plan of God and move closer in and draw near to his purpose and plan for their life. It's got to happen, folks. We can't just, it doesn't just happen. We got to step into it. Amen. I was telling some people my story of, you know, Pastor Sonny and I went to Israel together in, in December of 74. I just graduated high school. And in December of 74, we went to Israel and God called me to preach, called me to minister. Just a fresh little young gun right out of high school. The call of God on my life. You know what I had to do? I had to step into it. I, I had to start embracing the call of God on my life and the purpose of God. I'm positioning myself and, 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 and placing myself in a place where God can go to work on me. He can do, I'm like Mary. I'm going to be like Mary. We need to be like Mary. What did Mary do? She wasn't busy like her sister. She stepped into the right place. In fact, Jesus commended her. She's chosen that good part. She's, she's stepping into my presence. She's stepping into the purpose of God for her life. She's hearing the word of the Lord. She's positioned herself in a place where I can touch her and minister to her and, and the transformation of God can go to work on her. Hey, God's not going to chase you down. The Holy Ghost is not going to chase you down and slap you upside the head and say, be filled with me in the name of the Lord. No, it's a place where you say, Lord, I'm sticking here. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing in. I'm pulling in. I'm drawing close to God. I'm worshiping you. Fill me with the power of your presence. Fill me with the anointing of God in my life. And the Bible said, oh, I got to stop now and tell you a story. Saturday morning, we were sitting out at 702. We're sitting out on my mother-in-law's back porch drinking coffee. And it was dead still. The birds had just started. And the neighbor, it was the weirdest thing. The neighbor's wind chimes started going. At first I thought it was an ice cream truck. I thought, what's an ice cream truck at 702 in the morning? Nobody buys cream. And about that time, my mother-in-law, uh, Minnie Joe, she said, did y'all feel that? I thought her equilibrium was all. And I'm going, what? About that time, Beverly on Facebook, she said, ah! She read a post for my son, Nathan. He lives in a high rise. He said, I was just awakened out of bed like somebody was shaking my bed. There's an earthquake or something going on. And if you saw the news yesterday, there was an earthquake in Oklahoma that was felt all the way down where it ringed the chimes in Keller, Texas. The first century church in the middle of a pressure point were praying. God, they were stepping into something. The Bible says the place where they were gathered was shaken. They all were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak the Word of God with boldness. This morning I woke up to a text from Pastor Sonny encouraging many pastors and said, Yesterday, uh, 
a 5.6 or something earthquake hit Oklahoma and it was felt as far away as Nebraska and down into central Texas. He said, may your church family this morning so step into the presence of God that they began to feel the shaking of God in their lives and they were all be filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Today, I want to tell you something. It's never going to happen if we start, unless we start stepping into it. God's not going to begin to shake you and change you and transform your life and make himself known to you in greater measure unless you come to a place and say, I want to step it up. But if I'm going to step it up, I better step into some things. I better step into a whole new level, a, a, a whole new place with God. I better step into some, some worship and praise and some word in my life. Are you getting the picture this morning? Got to step into his presence and step into his word and will for your life. Position yourself in a place where God can begin to make himself known in your life. And then finally, it's 12 o'clock. Let me throw it out. It's time we step forward. Begin a willing Become a willing volunteer in the forward progress and forward focus of your church family. I'm just not an observer. I'm just not a bystander. I didn't come here to sit soaking sour. I came to volunteer. Psalm 110 verse 3 says, Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. And I talked to someone this morning. They said, you know, what, what, what do you need to do to, to, you know, to get trained in ministry? And, and I gave him some great ideas, but the first idea was this. The first thing you need to do is begin to volunteer in your church family. There's the building blocks of ministry right there. Begin to serve in your church family. Begin to connect and commit with your church family and step up to the plate and say, hey, what can I do? What needs to be done? Where can I serve? Where can I help? Where can I, you know, where can I become a, a faithful part of the church family? Listen, it's time we step forward and say, I'll do this. I'll do that. People, you know, people get all frothed up and they get excited about volunteering until people treat them like one. I know it's past 12, but when you're 60 and you're the pastor, you can tell stories at any given point. When we got close to moving here uh, uh, and I was leaving Quitman, I, I needed a new coat. I thought I need to get a new sport coat for my debut in, in, in Beaumont. And so I went and bought this big, it was maroon red coat. They were kind of popular, sport coat. And I was styling. I felt very good. My first Sunday, I think I was wearing that coat. And a real nice tie. I was looking good. You can tell I've fallen away from the Lord for sure now. I don't. But I was, I was dressed to my best of my ability. And we were at a conference in, at a big church in Dallas. And I was in the altar ministering at the end in my nice new coat, feeling very spiritual. And as the altar ministry was winding down I was standing over the side and one of the guest musicians who did not know me and did not know me that I was a pastor he came over to me and saw my red coat which I didn't realize until that moment that all the ushers had those coats on and he said sir is there a key do you have a key to this back closet where I can get my guitar case out of the that's where I put my guitar and he thought I was the usher All of a sudden, I looked at and said, well, I dress just like the ushers today. Something in me went, ooh, I didn't feel like being treated like one. I wish I'd had a key to the closet, but I didn't. 
God's looking for people who want to step it up. You want to step it up, there's some things you got to step into. There's some things you got to step forward and volunteer for. I had a pastor friend of mine. He said, I believe God's called me to pastor. This is where he's pastor. And I said, well, I want you to serve in the youth ministry. Oh, I'm not called there. I said, oh, well, you're not a pastor then. Because the pastor's called to every part of the church. Well, that's just not my forte or my gift. I don't care. How many of you know people serving you their meal at the restaurant? Not all of them are called to that. Something they need to do while they're on their journey. And so God's calling us to step forward. He's got some preliminary things for us to do today because He wants us all, everybody say it with me, to step it up. With that in mind, let's stand up so we can begin to think about stepping it up. I hope I primed the pump today for you. I hope I gave you something to think about today. I hope you realize there's some things, if you're going to step it up, that you've got to step. Let me just go over them because I gave you seven. Step aside. If you're here today and Jesus is not the Lord of your life, you need to step aside and let him be the Lord. Some things we need to take authority over that are trying to hinder us. Step on them. Step away from some things. Step down for some things, responsibilities. Step over some things that are trying to hinder you and trap you and snare you. Step into God's purpose and plan for your life and step forward and say, what can I do to help in the family of faith? Let's pray. Father, today, I pray this church family would begin to catch the spirit of what you're trying to do, what your hopes and dreams are for us to Rise to another level of influence to make a greater God difference in the earth than ever before. And I pray this gathering of the saints would catch the word of the Lord in their heart. Again, to do whatever we can to position ourselves at a place to stabilize our world so we can begin to take strategic steps upward in our influence and impact in the earth. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we're about to go. But if you're here today and you can say, Pastor, I just got to tell you, I don't know if Jesus really is the Lord and the leader of my life. And today I want to step aside and let him be the Lord and the leader of my life. If that's you this morning, I'm not here to embarrass you, but listen, if you want to step it up, you might not care about being embarrassed. I just want to say to you, if Jesus is not the Lord and the leader of your life, the first thing you need to do is step aside and let him take charge. If that's you this morning, you say, Pastor, that's me today. I want to step aside. I don't want to be the Lord and the leader of my life any longer. I want Jesus to be in charge. I want him to be in charge of my future, my family, my friends, and everything I do. If that's you, lift your hand wherever you are and say, pray for me, Pastor. I want Jesus to be in charge. I see hands going up all over this room. Now in honor of these who lifted their hands, I'm going to ask us all just to join them. Let's all lift our hands to the Lord and yield ourselves to the governance of God. Pray this prayer with me, especially you that lifted your hands so faithfully to the Lord and confessed you want Him to be the, in charge of every of your life. All of us together, let's say this prayer together. Let's proclaim this to God. Say, thank you, Lord Jesus, 
that you are Lord. Today we yield our lives. I yield my life to your governance, to your lordship, to your leadership. I take my hands off. I step aside and I commit to you as the Lord and the leader of my life. I will follow you and serve you all the days of my life. Jesus be the Lord of all the kingdoms of my heart. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You know what? I think as a sign of victory and a sign of praise and worship to God, we ought to give him a great big clap offering of praise and thank him today. Hallelujah. Jesus is in charge.